every single call that comes in needs to be how can we get this person booked and how can we accommodate them especially if you're running ads and that just has to be it Hey, everybody. Welcome to Whisker Talks, the Whisker Cloud Marketing Podcast. I'm Adam Greenbaum, CEO of Whisker Cloud. Today, we have the world-famous data advertising genius, Brandon Brashears. What's happening? Thank you, man. I've never been called that before, so I appreciate that. There you go. <laughs> How's it going this morning? Uh, it's good. Brandon's coming to us live from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. There's been this trend through all these episodes where I mispronounce city names, but I got Coeur d'Alene right, right? Yeah, man. You're, you're doing great. That's it. <laughs> Thanks. That's it. Everyone knows who I am. I think a lot of people know who you are. And I think today will be kind of fun to talk about advertising, the future of vet med, automation. Before we jump into all of that, let's talk about superheroes. You're a superhero when it comes to advertising, and every superhero has an origin story. So why don't you tell everyone what your veterinary medicine origin story is? Oh, all right. That sounds great. Well, I'm going to be about seven years ago now, maybe even eight years ago. I can't remember what year we started. I had a friend who did software inside of the vet med space. His name is Brian. He had a company called Rethink Veterinary Solutions. He was trying to grow it, and he was trying to do loyalty programs in other industries and just trying to get everybody to be on his loyalty program. And he had his mother-in-law using his loyalty program and it was just killing it. Um, and it was, it was going really, really well in their practice. And I said, man, you should just target veterinary practices and I'll help you. We can use LinkedIn and figure out how to get in touch with people. So we started marketing to veterinary practices. And what we found was that veterinary practices were like two decades behind everybody else when it came to their marketing. So I'd, I'd been doing marketing for a long time across different industries. There was one practice that we had that they didn't even have a computer in the practice. And so we had to send them a Chromebook so that they could use the software. I had since decided that I was going to create a podcast to help the industry get up in the times with marketing. And so I started the veterinary marketing podcast. That was about six years ago, I started the podcast. And then from there, I've just really dove into helping veterinary practices market and attract clients into their into their practice so that they can grow and hopefully get up with the times as far as all the tools and digital tools that there are now. And I I focus exclusively on unpaid traffic for veterinary hospitals. And so that means running ads for your practice to get clients to come in. That's how I got started. And I've been making podcast episodes pretty consistently ever since. And it's been amazing to meet a new people that like just so many cool people in this, this industry. It's been awesome. So that's how I got started in vet med. I don't have any, like, um, don't have a like, interesting pet story or I just saw that there was a huge need and I really liked the people that I would, would meet who would contact me for my podcast. So I decided to keep going with it. And that was kind of it. How did you and I, I'm trying to remember, like, I think about this a lot. Like, I felt like it was like, I lived in Denver and I was running Whisker Cloud and building it up. And I had heard your name a thousand times, sort of like with Danielle Lambert's name. And 
It feels like a day later we were droning together in Laguna and getting yelled at by some guy. We had just passed the laws, yeah, that we couldn't drone. <laughs> so we were illegally <laughs> droning in Laguna Beach. Maybe the last drone footage ever in Laguna Beach. Who knows? For those listening, Brandon and I had our drones out and we were out over the ocean taking awesome videos. And yeah, this guy walked outside and and was very upset. We were really nowhere near his house. And uh, I just thought it was very odd, but okay. It made me feel like a kid again, just having this guy come and sort of yell at us. It was kind of fun. <laughs> it was. He might have been a billionaire, though, because like the real estate is so expensive over there. He probably wasn't used to people <laughs> droning by his house. So <laughs> that's pretty funny. I'm trying to remember how like you and I, I know I was on your podcast. Yep, I had you on my podcast. I think, I think we just, connected through like facebook or facebook, linkedin i'm pretty sure danielle was the first guest on my podcast obviously you and danielle got connected because danielle's connected to everybody in social media and bet bet med so i think that's how that was done but yeah man we went and got some lobster rolls and stuff like that and that was awesome i miss seafood <laughs> after moving to idaho you're telling me they don't have great sushi in coeur idaho <laughs> I haven't had it yet because of COVID stuff. So maybe they do. Well, let's talk about advertising. I think it was over a year ago, you and I had this long talk and I had said, well, God, Whisker Cloud does cloud hosting, security, custom websites, email hosting, social media, graphic design, forms, custom data and dashboards and all of these things. And I remember thinking the only thing we don't do is paid advertising. And you and I had talked about a partnership and doing that so many times. And I was really worried because previous to Whisker Cloud, I owned an advertising agency. And I'll tell you, it's one thing to manage someone's digital presence for them. When you start managing their money and their budget, it gets very scary. And it brings a level of emotion into it that I really didn't feel like Whisker Cloud was ready for at that moment. The problem was so many people were coming to us from other companies um, and having really horrible experiences with ads. And I was like, well, we have two issues here. One is um, it's just a need we can't solve for them, which frustrates me. And two is the moment you tell me someone else is doing it, not only do I want to do it, but I want to do it a thousand times better. And I didn't feel like there was anyone on earth other than you that would help me launch that. So you and I sat around and figured out how we were going to manage it, how we were going to do it, how we were going to price it. And now you're just another another superstar on the Whisker Cloud team. And it's been pretty damn cool seeing the results we're getting for clients. And what I like most about the way you're doing the ads for people is the transparency behind how we're doing it. This isn't some bullshit back alley shady stuff where you know the client doesn't know the exact spend. They don't know how many clicks they're getting. They don't know the keywords. We're not hiding any of that from anyone. Why do you like doing it that way as opposed to the way other companies are doing it? Yeah, that's a great question. So, and also it's going to blow your mind, but we've been actually running ads for two years coming up in January. Not one year. It was crazy, by the way, how fast time's been going. But the thing that is really, really important to me with running ads for veterinary practices that everybody understands what's going on because you mentioned that there's people out there you didn't directly mention this, but there are lots of people out there. The barrier to entry for doing digital ads is very low. If you have a computer, you can go out and sell people on digital marketing services. Same thing with website companies. It's, it doesn't take much to start a website company. It takes a ton of 
effort and resource to run a, a successful one that is does great work. So that's not easy, right? But starting is not a problem. And so you have all kinds of different skill levels out there. And you also have different ways that people run their agencies. And one thing that kills me is when a practice, and this happens all the time with very large companies that are doing digital uh, for your practice, is they will go and say, you know, pay us a thousand bucks a month and we'll run ads for you. And then they'll say, okay, you got 260 clicks. Congratulations. And that's all they tell you. And so you have no idea how much you actually spent. You don't know what the keywords were. They might give you a keyword report. And the problem with keywords is that keywords are not the actual search terms that people are searching for. So you just don't have access to any of the data. And, you know, an example, had a practice that had set up their own AdWords with somebody in practice. And the keywords that they were being shown would be like the city name and stuff like that. But in reality, people were searching for directions to the DMV, the post office, like those are actual search terms that they were showing up for. And so if you don't have somebody who's going to be transparent with the data that you have, or that is going to give you all the data that you need, and it's going to let you retain that data so that if you ever decide to stop or move, it's going to be yours and you don't have to start from scratch again in the future. I think that's really important. That's kind of why we did it. It, it definitely puts us in a position that's kind of awkward because we, and I know why other agencies do that is because they want to hold everything close to the, the chest and say like, if you decide to leave, then you're not going to get any of the benefit that, that we're doing for you. But I think that it, we can easily prove that, that we're worth our services and that you're going to stick around if you start using us for sure. So that's kind of the, the thinking behind it is get, do such great work that it would be really painful to leave. Well, I think that's funny too. Like, and we don't have to name the other companies. I feel like a lot of people in BetMed already know who we're talking about. A lot of them either are with them now or have been with them in the past. And this is a common theme when people come to us. It's, well, hey, we're going to charge you this one giant monthly fee. Now that fee is going to include the cost of us to run your ads and your ad budget. And they literally don't even know what percentage of that is going to add budget. Like you said, they get the keyword report, but those aren't the things that are actually driving the clicks in. It's those aren't the search terms. So we go through that and you know, it's the same reason why a lot of companies offer them like Google analytics access. And we went and found a third party to create these like insane dashboards. I want to be transparent with everything, especially when it comes to money. And I think that's one of the things I wanted you and I to talk about today is when a hospital launches ads and the ads are performing well, but they're not making revenue from that, what goes wrong? Now, you and I have obviously worked with a lot of Whisker Cloud's larger clients and that do ads. And even a lot of, we have mobile vets do ads. We have solo practitioners that do ads. We have smaller groups that do ads. So we have all of these people that we run ads for. Everyone's different. But how is it that some of our mobile vets are just having to turn away business because they're so busy because their ads are killing it? And then we have Six Doctor Practice that is saying, hey, my ads aren't going well. This isn't working I guess what we should talk about today, because I want people to walk away from this episode having really learned something. And I'm hoping that you and I can be honest and raw the same way we are when we talk when there's no microphones on. Yeah, I agree. We have to track the conversion across the entire process. And the thing that we can manage with ads, or we can manage what time of day people or your ads are showing, we can manage what that action is once they see the ad and they click. 
and then we can manage which searches that they're going to be showing up for. And so, like, for example, if you had somebody that was searching for best vet near me, there's no like local identifiers in that. And there's not any branded search in that. And so they search it, they see either your phone number on a call extension, or they go to the website, and then they perform an action, like maybe fill out a, a pet desk appointment request, or they give you a call, something like that. That is 100% a valuable lead. Honestly, I don't know why, with the exception of a practice that is so busy that they're booked out for three weeks, I don't know why any practice would be running ads. We'll talk about that maybe in a little bit too. But if we have traffic that's coming to the hospital, we'll have that is quality traffic. And we know that typically our traffic converts at a pretty high percentage because we're tracking all of these different items. But if we have somebody who's calling you or sending a request for an appointment and they have searched for these really high quality searches and it's during business hours when somebody is there to answer the phone or to set an appointment, the only thing that will stop them from coming in is if you mess up that conversion process in your hospital. And so the conversation, and Adam, you've been on these calls too with me where we've said, they've said, well, it's a little bit slow at this practice, especially with this one corporate group that, that I'm thinking of. This one practice is always slow versus this is the, the 20, actually the 38 other ones, I can't remember, the 38 other practice locations that they had running ads. Like this, this one is always slow. And we look at the numbers and they are fantastic. And somebody that was on the call was actually in the practice. And we said, well, does everybody know that they're running ads? And they would say, no, they don't. Well, is everybody, every time somebody's <laughs> calling, do they know to set appointments? And they're saying they're worried about being too busy or they're saying maybe choose that one that's closer or like the things that they started saying were insane. And it would have been like, you're fired. Even if you're not running ads, it was insane. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what they said, but they I think they said like, oh yeah, the, somebody answered the phone and said, yeah, I probably couldn't fit you in today, even though they had openings. For some reason, they were scared of being overbooked. And so they were turning people away who were calling. And it's like, there's no question that these ads are working, but that the conversion process is being disrupted by the person that's answering the phone. And so if you put people on hold, if you do things that are going to make it feel like you don't care about these new people, they're not going to come in. They don't have any loyalty to you practice until they come in and they see the experience and they see how much you care. But until that point, you're just the first number that they called because they liked your ad better than the other ads, essentially. But do you remember what he said? He said one of the doctors told them that there was a closer hospital to them. Could you imagine? And I hope the people listening, I want you to think about this. You've put the effort in to have this really nice custom Whisker Cloud site. You spend the money to have pet tests so you can have appointment requests and reminders. You're doing all the things that a business should do to grow. You can make that money back in a day. All of the costs of all of that for a month, you make that back in a day easily. And now you're running ads and you're like, I've decided to be a real business. Real businesses run ads, they have websites, they communicate with clients. That's what the biggest and best companies on earth do. And you pay to get someone to call your hospital and literally get on the phone and tell them to go somewhere else. You just paid, you paid to get another hospital money. I remember we got off that call. I literally went for a walk and I was, and again, I, I mean, I care quite a bit about every one of our clients at Whisker Cloud. And we tried to explain this over the phone, but I was so pissed and bugged after hearing that conversation and the, and what you brought up about the not wanting to be overbooked. 
I was just so blown away. I was so I was upset the rest of the day. It blows my mind, though, because I and somebody commented in the group of like, what do you do when people how far do you go out? And somebody said, like, there's plenty of really great practices between me and, and 20 miles. There's no reason for people to drive that far to come to me. I don't get that mindset, because if I'm convinced that I'm going to provide the best service for my clients, like sending them elsewhere would be doing them a disservice. And that's how I would consider it. Like, are you going to do great work for your clients in it? Then if you think that, and if you think you're really doing great, great work, then you would be doing people a disservice by sending them to other places. And so it's just, it blows my mind. I don't, I don't get it at all. But let, well, let's talk about this. Like, for instance, same deal. When we talk to people and we say, the owner of the hospital or the PM says, so we're launching ads. You and I always say, does your whole team know? Does everyone know? Well, no, we didn't tell everyone. That's nuts. That is nuts. I don't understand why you would do that. Oh man, I just can't understand it. Imagine running a restaurant and you spend all this money to bring in the special. Tonight, the special is the sea bass. We have this sea bass. We flew in. It's the best sea bass ever. We're going to send out an email blast to people who've been to the restaurant before. And then you don't tell the waiters and waitresses that there's a special of sea bass that night. Guess what? You're not going to sell any sea bass. It's really not hard to figure out. But for these people running ads, we called one of the hospitals. They said, well, it's just not going well. I said, well, let's let's call the hospital. You and I are on Zoom. I'm going to call the hospital. You're not there right now. They answered the phone. They said, hi, is this an emergency or can you please hold? I said, yeah, that's fine. Six minutes. It took us, it's six minutes we were on hold. Imagine having the site, having the pet does. You guys have heard me rant about this. Paying the money for the ads and then you make someone wait it's one thing if it's me and I know my vet and I know they're busy and they know me and it's all good. It's another thing when it's the first person and they're new and they want to feel special and they need a new veterinary hospital and their pets are their kids. And then their first interaction with you is, oh, you don't matter. Goodbye for six or seven minutes. So those are the things that I just I really struggle with understanding when it comes to these practices that want to run ads. I can't agree more with that. And we've had two, I think, when when you don't approach every single call as this is a new client. And so like the, the value of that is just so, so huge that every single call that comes in needs to be, how can we get this person booked and how can we accommodate them? Especially if you're running ads and that just has to be it. I mean, you've been on the phone with a practice that the owner was on the phone. <laughs> I was going to tell this story. <laughs> you tell this story because it's we, this is one that we're running actually substantial amounts. He's running a good amount of ads. <laughs> so I'm not on any of these podcasts, just so everyone listening understands. This isn't to call out clients. This isn't to, because we have conversations with them when we're on the phone and we do explain, hey, you understand that six minutes on hold is crazy, right? Like there's a million stats out there about e-commerce sites that say, you know, if you don't have a call to action in the in the top 10% of the page, your conversion rate goes down. Well, it's the same thing for these calls. So as we tell these stories, they're, they're great because they provide a lot of educational value. So it's not really to sit here and say, oh, they want Wish Club Launches podcast, just talk a bunch of shit. But I think for every one of these stories, we have a hundred not of these stories, but these stories are great to learn from. So I was on the phone with one of our practice owners and it was a brand new practice and it's an emergency clinic. If you're listening, 
I love you. And by the way, you're absolutely killing it after you took our advice. And we couldn't be more excited about how much you're killing it right now. But I have to tell the story. Don't get mad at me. So he and I were on the phone and we were talking about his ads. And I was kind of explaining to him how they work. He's an emergency clinic. He's not open in the middle of the day. And he first, the call starts with, well, I just checked. I'm not showing up. I said, are you open right now? No, we open in 20 minutes. Okay, well, you're not open right now. We run ads when you're open. Well, I looked this morning. Were you open this morning? No. Okay, so we're doing it. Well, I had a friend. My friend lives in Michigan, and I told him I wanted him to see the ads. So I had him searching, and he said he didn't even see them late at night. I said, you're not in Michigan. If you were in Michigan, we would want your ads to come up. If your ads for your local veterinary hospital are coming up in a different state, whoever's running your ads is doing a really bad job. And by the way, guarantee you everyone listening to this right now, have a friend out of the state search, your ads are going to come up and you're probably losing a lot of money on that. But anyway, so I'm, I'm on the phone with them. They're about 20 minutes to opening. They're an emergency hospital. The phone rings. I said, yeah, I get it. That's fine. We were on Zoom. He answers the phone. He goes, Hello? I can't hear the other side. There's a long pause. He goes, Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, we open in about 20 minutes. So if you want to come down, you can. Okay. Bye. And he hangs up. I said, Hey, is everything okay? He said, Oh yeah. A woman was kind of frantic. She had a, she had a dog with a laceration on its leg. And, you know, I just told her to come, come down when she's ready. I said, wait a second. That was a client. He says, yeah. I said, dude, you answered the phone and you said, hello. You didn't say, hi, thank you for calling blah, blah, blah. You said, hello. I said, number two, a dog with a lacerated leg, you open in 20 minutes. You couldn't have said, Hey, get down here right now. You know, we're opening in 20, but we'll be waiting for you. Like, holy shit. Like I, I listened to that in real time. And I thought, And I mean, it was great because we spent another 30 minutes on the phone really talking through like, I don't know, man, if 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 my dog's legs got lacerated and I called someone, I would want more than, hmm, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound good. It's like, no, you'd want them to be like, okay, okay, get down here right now. We have a room ready. You know, we're going to do this because I know that a lacerated leg, if it leads to surgery, it's a thousand, two thousand dollar ring up for him on probably on an ad click, a four or five dollar ad click. So It's no different than your website. People have to answer the phone. They have to understand that they're making a sale when someone calls in or emails in or any of those things. And I think that's probably the biggest barrier that we talk about internally is I think a lot of vet hospitals, you know, they're not, they don't really like think about those things. It's like, yeah, my ads are running. They care more about, Hey, I Googled and I saw myself come up. That's cool. No, stop that. You're costing yourself money. Don't check it. The ads are there. You're going to know they're there because the phone's going to ring and you're getting your email traffic, your website traffic's going to explode. So yeah, that story was another Adam goes to take a walk and drink some tea moment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that's, I think that's a really good point too, is that if, if you're searching, I think you have to be confident in the company that you're working with, because if you're searching to spot check and see if your ads are running all the time, that's not the place you should be checking to see if your ads are running. You should jump into the Google AdWords dashboard and see if your ads are active, what they look like. And that's again, why we are transparent with our data too, that they can see it because Unless you have a huge budget that's hundreds of dollars per day, you're not going to be showing up 100% of the time if you're in a 
busy area. And I mean, we set radiuses, so it's, it's going to be busy enough, but if you have 10 to $20 per day that you're running for Google ads, you're just not going to show up every single time. And if you do show up and you don't click, then you're reducing your click through rate and dropping your quality score. Or if you do click, then you're just costing yourself a pretty substantial amount of your budget. That's one thing that drives me crazy too, is when people say, well, I searched for our, our practice right now and the ads weren't running. It's like, well, it's the middle of the night on Sunday. You're not open. We only run ads when you're open. So that's a good thing. And we don't want to be open. You wouldn't be able to take somebody right now. So I think between that and then, and then the other thing is, well, some people will say, but people search for appointments in the middle of the night. Like I'm, I'm missing out or there's definitely feels like a zero sum game when it comes to ads, as far as competition or like missing out on things. And we're always going after kind of the, the lowest hanging fruit with those types of searches and the, we just want people to be able to convert because the conversion process is not completely automated and we have to have human touches as far as picking up the calls, answering the phones and getting people to actually come in and, and not just go somewhere else. So I think that that's also really, really important when we, we think about what people are doing and in general, they just need to have the ability to check and see what's actually happening in their practice. Well, let me ask you this. And you and I have joked about this a long time, but I think this would be an interesting exercise on the podcast. You and I always joke about like, well, what would we do if I, Adam Greenbaum, you, Brandon Bashirs, if we owned a veterinary hospital, let's say you and I partnered up, we we opened a pet hospital in Coeur d'Alene. I'll let you run it because I like living out here and eating sushi. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> But let's say we were going to do that. What would be the first things we would do? Obviously, we'd want a website. We'd want to get our online listings handled. And we'd want to get some of that stuff cleaned up. I know I would want an app like Pet Desk. I would want to have reminders. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to have to worry about it. I want to be able to just have people reminded that something's coming in. But when we're launching ads... I want to hear from you. So like, what would you do? You know, you're budgeting. You just bought this hospital. What What would your initial budget be and why... How would you target? What would be the first thing you'd be doing? So it depends, first of all, on if it was a startup hospital and they had no client base at all and they're starting from scratch or if they had bought an existing practice. So I, I think that that's going to be very different. And assuming that we know what we're doing when it comes to performing services and stuff, which like we have no idea, but assuming that we did, I would be targeting a mix of different clients that I wanted to be coming in. So I would be running ads for new clients that would include just general new client searches that are difficult to rank for. I would be running ads for more specialized services too. Definitely, I would be running dentistry ads. If I had somebody in the practice that was good at surgery and comfortable with surgery, I'd be running ads for specific surgeries. And then I would definitely be kind of segmenting on those new client ads as far as I'd be running probably puppy and kitten ads individually as well. And if we had any boarding or grooming, I'd be running ads for those as well. So that sounds like a lot. And I would probably be trying to set my budget for an ad budget. If it was my hospital, probably at least 150 bucks a day. There's the number I was waiting to hear. <laughs> it depends, though, on how busy you are. And if, if we were already super busy or we bought a practice that was not a startup, it would probably be a little bit less than that, but not much. And depending on what the traffic cost was, I would probably go up from there if I needed to get things 
busy right from day one. I think if we had 150 bucks a day in ad spend, we could be extremely busy um, and have a ton of new clients coming in. So there's that. And I would make sure that everybody had phone scripts, that there was no like improv going on <laughs> at the at the front desk so that everybody knew how to close phone calls. And it's it's a sales position. Like I've done phone sales before a long time ago. And if you don't have a script and you're making things up, it's not going to go well. So you have to have that scripted out. So that's what I would do on Google. On Facebook, we'd be creating content like crazy. We'd be having a budget for that just to go out and build retargeting audiences on Facebook. So it'd be awareness budgets to build out our awareness audiences, just get engagement likes and, and things like that on the Facebook page. The content that veterinarians get to use is ridiculously awesome. Well, it's easy, right? I mean, it's it's just easy. There's a lot of businesses out there that sell pens or that sell slacks or that sell accounting services. <laughs> accounting, yeah, lawyers. It's trust me, it's not easy. Veterinary medicine, it's like, oh man, check out this beautiful Boston Terrier puppy that came in today. You post the photo, you have a great picture of your team, you write an awesome caption, you say, caption this, you promote the post to pet owners within seven to 10 miles and you get 70 likes on it. You invite all 70 to like your page, driving them to the site, you're retargeting them. It just seems so easy, I guess, to you and I, but I don't know. Yep. Also, I would have Tori make the the social content because she's (laughs) way better at it than I am and way better at graphic design, all that good stuff. So that's for sure would be going on. I would then make sure to be running different offers that I would rotate through on Facebook. So I would do something to do some kind of promotion because Facebook, you don't have the, the search intent. So we're using the content to get engagement and awareness and then following up with a relevant offer to the different audiences that we're doing. And with Facebook, I would probably be doing 20 bucks a day. It'd be about budget I'd be running on Facebook and Instagram. So Facebook and Instagram are on the same ad platform. So I'd be running placements there for both of those. And I think that would make it crazy busy. Well, let's talk about that money bags. You just committed to $5,100 a month in ad spend. You feeling good about that? I am. If you think about how (laughs) much revenue a practice makes and thinking about new client numbers for that, we would probably be generating from that, I would guess, just as a, a rough estimate and not knowing specifics, but we'd probably be getting 40 to 60 new clients from that kind of ad spend. And based on the numbers that I kind of hear from clients, as far as first time visit numbers to lifetime value, I had one of our clients that we were talking to about ads. He said his lifetime value of his every client was 10,800 bucks. The return on ad spend over lifetime is huge. I think though the thing that's really, really cool with ads and veterinary practices is that you're probably ROI positive from day one. Like in most cases, as long as you're converting a a decent number of those phone calls, your return on ad spend is significant, like more than you could make in the stock market if you had (laughs) your money parked in the stock market. So I think that much money is, if you're trying to create a business that's a at least a million dollar business, think about the ad budgets that other companies have to have you could explain how much you spend on ads to get just the lead compared to a vet client who has a super long lifespan of a client. It just is, it's mind blowing how relatively easy it is. And I think that maybe because it's just not, not that many practices are kind of taking advantage of all the tools out there. 
Yeah, well, it's funny. It's like I was doing math as you were talking. It's like, okay, so you committed to 5100 a month in ad spend. So you'll say a practice did $1.2 million a year in revenue. That's 100000 a month. You just committed 5% of your revenue to marketing, which is about half of what most people think you should do. And just so everyone's clear at Whisker Cloud, I put much more than 10% back into marketing because business is a long game, especially vet med. Vet med is no different than Whisker Cloud. At Whisker Cloud, our goal is to have a lifetime partnership with these people as their practices grow. We've had a number of practices that started at mobile vets, like my friend Tracy Sands, who now have these big, beautiful hospitals. We have people who were startups and now have 10 doctors. Our goal is to make sure that we get them in the door and we're, we're with them for life. It's no different. When I moved to California and I have now they're eight and 10, I've been here about three, four years now. So, okay, they were four and six. I have two Boston Terriers, both with really bad allergy problems, both on Apoquel, both do side point shots, both do special food and shampoos. We have a cat who has to get her nails trimmed. We do dentals every year. We do blood work twice a year because I'm a freak. We do all of these things for our pets. I'm worth much more than 10800 So when you get that click in, I'm going to be with you for life. And guess what? I'm going to have dogs forever for the rest of our lives. So we're always going to be there. So if I am loyal to my veterinarian and I know I need the Apoquil and the Cytopoint and I mean, all the other visits that come up, I mean, just think about the value of it. And you're building a client roster is how I think of it. And I think that's why you want to use products like Pet Desk and have these great websites because once you get them in the door, and you kick ass and do a great job and you get reviews, you want to be reminding them to come in. Hey, we think you're probably pretty light on your Apoquel. Don't forget to get food. Hey, your pets are due for vaccines or they're due for a checkup on this. Or, hey, we want to check on Sophie's liver levels because it was high and we put her on those supplements. So, but the ads, the ads are the first step in that. You get people in the door and you spend the 5100 a month, which I, I would say the budget that you just laid out, I would say that 90% of the people we run ads for aren't spending near that. You really, and you and our team at Whisker Club, we have to get really creative on how we manage their budget. But I just think about it. It's like, I go pick up Apoquel, I pick up a bag of food, I pick up some other stuff. And it's like, I don't get out of the car. I'm there for four minutes. It's 350 bucks. You know, if you're doing 10 bucks a day in ads, I mean, obviously there's markup and things like that, but you just, I mean, you just covered that, that there's that money that covers ads at 10 bucks a day, 11 bucks a day. It's done. What about the next car and the next car? Exactly. And I don't think that practices need to have such a, a heavy budget, especially if you are busy and I know people are crazy busy. So if you said like, well, I couldn't handle that much, that much client volume. I think that I'd say the majority of clients that we have are running between 10 and $20 in ads per per day. And with that, I mean, there's still, we're only targeting kind of the lowest hanging fruit out there. A lot of practices will start out at 20 or $30 per day. And then they'll be like, you know what, we're, we're too busy. We need to, to turn it down a little bit. And so we actually turn it down. I'm thinking of like three clients. Who I hate when they say that. Recently turned it down. But if you're running ads, one of the biggest benefits of running ads is that you're going to have peace of mind because if you're certain that the ads are working, which we can pretty quickly prove, we can also show you the quality of clients that you have coming in. And then right now things are crazy, but there's unprecedented job situation. Who knows what's going to be happening? 
And so if you find yourself in a situation where all of a sudden, for practices that were in business back in 07 and 08, they know what this feels like. They probably don't remember it because they're so busy working. But if all of a sudden, it's just people stopped coming in as much. And then all of a sudden your waiting room is empty. Well, your parking lot is empty because a lot of people are doing curbside. But all of a sudden now you don't have anybody coming in and you're like, oh man, we've been not busy for two weeks here. I wonder what we could do to get people to come in. And that's usually what happens is that the, that's the conversation that I see happening inside of groups is, oh no, we, we're really not busy now. What can we do to get more people coming in? And so if you're not running ads, you're starting from scratch. And so then the question is, if you don't know which target audiences perform well for you, if you don't know what offers they're looking for, if you don't know how much it costs to get a click and how much it costs to get somebody in, you can't, you're, you're stuck and you're starting from scratch. And so until I find out these things and like, there's not any, I know generally what works, but every market is different. And so we test and we create very customized campaigns for each one of our clients based on their location and the competition and the services that they offer and all these things. But if you're starting from scratch, it takes time. And so if you're already slow and you're struggling and then you're behind on getting started with this, then you're sweating every single click because you're like, oh no, we're spending money now. We're still not getting as busy as we'd like to be because it does take a little bit of time to figure out. So it's like a cheap insurance policy. If you're running ads for 300 bucks, I'm sure in, in your practice you run and you have insurance that's way more than $300 a month, but it's like insurance for slow times so that if you needed to, I mean, the things that we can do are pretty crazy. We can target certain times of days, we have certain practices that have specialists at certain times a day that we only run ads during those times that are more busy so that they can come in and get more when they have their specialists come in. We target different zip codes and we then as we go further away from those zip codes, we do bid adjustments to make it so that we're not targeting expensive clicks on these outside ones because it's going to be more time driving for mobile vets or we target income demographics and only targeting the high quality keywords. We're not targeting any of the free, cheap, low cost shelter, tractor supply. All of those are not being targeted. So it's just really the highest quality kind of traffic. And to me, it's a no brainer that every single practice, with the exception of ones that are just so busy again, that you like are, let's say three or four weeks booked out. Cause I know that those do exist, but if you had somebody who called and you really couldn't get them in for a month, that would be a waste of money. But if you're pretty busy, but you can get somebody in the next like week, I think I'd be running ads for sure all the time, just because I wouldn't want to be starting from scratch if things slowed down. Because really, if you don't have a consistent way of driving new clients in the door, you're ultimately just at the whim of the market. And as long as things are going well in the economy, you're going to be okay. And so if you want to take a little bit more control in, in terms of what if this happened or what if there was a slowdown? And maybe some people are seeing that when I'm starting to talk to clients too, and I'm thinking of a mobile vet and he said, I had this one guy call me and it wasn't an area that we weren't running ads. So I knew it wasn't, wasn't from our ads because it was quite a bit away from where we were running ads. He took the call. They had pre-sold the guy on the phone and he gets there and it was in this crazy like project. And the guy said, oh, I just got out of prison. I can't pay you after he did all the services. And so he <laughs> wasn't able to collect any money, but I don't know if that's like going to be starting to happen more often or like if that was just a weird one, but 
anyways, I, I'm worried for practices that are just like, you know what, everything's going to be fine forever. I used to do real estate and the people that would say like, oh, the, everybody needs a house. The market can never go down. It feels a lot like that. And so I think taking control of your your ad spend and your clients coming in, it's just, you have to have new clients coming in. Otherwise you're going to, your practice is going to die. Well, the thing I always say too, is like, we do so much on the organic search side, even when we're running ads, most of the traffic for most of our hospitals, I would say 95% or more of them, it's about two thirds organic search. So yes, yes, you can run a successful business without ads. You can have a great website with strong SEO. You can have good reviews and word of mouth. You can have a strong social media presence. All of those things work. But, you know, I think a lot of veterinary practice owners think of themselves as practice owners and they live in that mentality and it's that penny pinching mentality and they don't think of it like a business owner. I know at Whisker Cloud, when I turn up our ad budget, more business comes in. It's really not hard to figure out when Doritos, Bud Light, Mercedes, when these brands go on the Super Bowl and spend 10 to $15 million producing and airing a Super Bowl commercial, they're not like, okay, well, we just spent that 15 million buy. It's no, we just spent 15 million and now let's watch our revenue skyrocket. Hey, we just, we just launched a new car. We're going to spend 15 million because we want the single highest viewership ever to see this car. We're going to, we have to sell this many cars and we'll make our money back. I'm going to ask you one final question. When people say to us, I just don't have the budget for ads. What is the best response to that when, when it's just, oh, I don't really have the budget for ads. And I'll, and I'll just start by saying ads are not a budget. Ads are an investment. When I run ads, it's what you said earlier. It's the stock market. I'm buying shares and I'm, and I'm getting back. So what is your piece of advice when someone just says, I don't have the budget for ads? I can totally understand where they're coming from on that. I think that you have to look at this just like a business and if you know that we're getting let's say 15 new clients this month what's that worth to you and it far exceeds the the $300 in in ad spend that we spent for that it could be more but it really comes down to do you want to make sure that you have a way to consistently drive traffic and i think you guys are awesome at organic traffic and that's like magic to me because i'm not i'm not good at that but my brain always says like i would like to just be able to turn this on and scale it if I needed to. And so with paid traffic, you're able to control things. It gives you just a greater sense of control that you have over your practice that you're not just hoping that things continue and that you're going to continue to get organic ranking and that you're going to continue to get the current clients that you have will continue to have jobs and money. It's going to be a way to actually drive people in that are the right kinds of clients that you're looking for since we're, we're advertising for these. It's not, not the people looking for free or low cost and all of that stuff. And it really gives you more control. And not only that, it's just a return on investment because you put $300 in and then you get revenue out. So I think that it, I can understand if everybody's is tight on, on budget. Cause I came from a family that was self-employed <laughs> and it seems like there, there was always, tight on budgets, you know, at certain times of the year, especially like Christmas. <laughs> but if you're making return on that investment, and especially when it comes to, if you're able to make return on investment from that first visit, there's no reason that you wouldn't want to be 
running ads right away. So I, I think that it just makes sense because you're able to recapture your ad spend quickly and make money on it right off the bat. And I think that should be the goal too, is that we're breaking even or better on client acquisition. So that's what I would say. I think it, it's pretty simple. I love it, man. Well, I'll say this, you know, to everyone listening, Whisker Cloud was this awesome business that was growing great and everything changed the moment I brought you into the fold. And when you joined the team and helped us and brought that, uh, there was no one else on earth that could have helped me get this to this point, just with your knowledge and your capabilities and managing ads and, and, and the way you look at them, the way you manage negative keywords and the way you move things around. You, if you go look in, in our account and the amount of changes Brandon makes per week across all of the ads we run for different hospitals around the world. I mean, there's thousands. It's pretty remarkable. So this has been an awesome chat. I hope people get to take away some real talk here just on how you should be running ads, how you should be thinking about ads. My final thought for everyone is run the ads and then prep your team. Get your team ready to understand this is a business. And it, as much as we want to be there when Adam calls because Baxter's not feeling well and he needs some Apoquel, we also want to be there for new person we don't know who might have five dogs who clicked an ad, saw this beautiful website, they were targeted perfectly, and now we want to get them in the door. Exactly. Well, enjoy Coeur d'Alene. I'm sure you and I will talk. It's bright and early here in California today, but you and I will chat today. And thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs>